Welcome to Get Wisdom with your hosts, Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. Imagine if God was a co-host. What if the historically rare ability to converse with God and get profound answers to questions has been rediscovered? What would God say to today's troubled world? Get Wisdom will share those answers. Now, here is Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. Welcome to another episode of Get Wisdom. I'm Brian Kelly, along with Get Wisdom founder and creator, Carl Mollison. This week, we're going to look at uh, Creator's Revelations about more backstories of miracle healings. We did a show on this topic a couple of weeks ago. Uh, we got some more examples that we think are uh, profound and very uh, eager to share with the listening audience. So we're going to get on with it, Carl. More on miracle healings. Indeed, this is an important topic for many reasons, more than one might think just kind of interesting, maybe heartwarming stories, encouraging, inspirational, and so on. Healing is our business, and it is an important activity that relates to every human and their dilemma and having a large backlog of unhealed negative karma. This is what life does to us. It roughs us up. And when we leave here and go back to the light, we leave our karma on hold. And we return again and pick up where we left off. So this is part of our mission as healers and having the ability to, to channel and talk with the Almighty to bring new revelations and how to do it and make it work. And anything we can learn about the process of healing can enlighten and encourage us to do it in the right way that, that has the greatest chance of getting us a benefit. Absolutely. U.S. Creator recounted from beliefnet.com, Annabelle was diagnosed with an incurable digestive disorder that had her repeatedly hospitalized throughout her childhood. She suffered a 30-foot fall into a hollow tree later in her childhood, and although she was unconscious inside the tree, Annabelle says she was not alone, but with a guardian angel and Jesus in heaven. As if that alone was not remarkable enough, over the next few weeks, her digestive order was also miraculously healed. Can creators share the incredible backstory of this girl's protection and subsequent healing? All right. And this is creator's words. We can tell you without equivocation that all you have described was accurate and true. This was a miracle from first to last. She was accessing the divine realm because she was in the process of transition from the living, but decided to return to her family and to life to continue being the girl she was. She, in fact, was on a mission life to be an example to others about the reality of the divine. That is why such a dramatic and fascinating occurrence happened along the way after great personal suffering from her physical malady that was indeed life-limiting, subjecting her to chronic severe pain that was unrelenting, and she went through years of travail simply trying to cope. This was a sacrifice she made on a soul level to be an example to others that even when one suffers, even when nothing seems to help and the future looks grim, there is still a path to healing with the possibility of divine grace changing everything for the better. And again, what made this miracle of returning to life and the complete healing that was experienced was, first of all, her own inner conviction and choices that her life mission was not only important, 
but what she had wanted from the very beginning and coming down into her current incarnation, knowing that it would be a difficult path, a tortuous one, and that much suffering would have to be endured. This is agreed to by many, many lightworkers who take on the travails of physical existence and suffer from their own karmic histories bringing trouble their way, simply to be present and shining their light as best they can into the world, in spite of the personal cost to them and inconvenience, suffering, and many times a worsening of their karma. Because while they know in the light what they will be doing and working towards, as human beings, it is quite challenging to find the right path. There are few who can truly teach you what you need to know, and most of the time, light workers fail to have the impact they hope before coming down. It is not that the lives are wasted, it is on record they have made the attempt. It is no different than the fallen soldier who, whose death might be seen as a failure, but it counts in terms of having made the effort summoning the courage and overcoming interfere to do one's best to serve. This is all one can ask of oneself and all the light expects from you. The important message of this example is that hers was a story truly no different than yours. Like her, you have a mission life in mind and on record and carefully orchestrated through many parties, including members of your family as well as your guardians and mentors in the spirit realm, including Creator, who are cheering you on and helping to support you with inspiration, guidance, healing, and protection to the extent you allow that to happen. Your challenge is to find your path, to promote the life journey that is right for you and accomplish as much as you can with self-healing along the way. It is hard to be an effective warrior for the light if you are suffering and sidelined because of it. The first obligation is to safeguard your own soul and see to your own health and well-being. Whether you have a dramatic life-threatening crisis along the way or a series of aggravating maladies that simply take the wind out of your sail for a time, but can set you back financially and in terms of your overall growth and ability to be a force for good on behalf of others, anything negative that needs to be dealt with is a challenge you can address with divine help through prayer. This beautiful story can be taken to heart and lived by all who know of it because your life can be like hers. If you help yourself come into alignment with the divine, that is when you will flourish and when your soul purpose will become clearer and your life will begin to soar. It will get easier, not harder, when you are on the right path. Not that any path and journey in the physical is easy. Some are much, much easier than others. Almost anything can be dealt with and surmounted with divine assistance but will take work on your part to seek that assistance and to be open to it and get the help you might need with healing to remove inner blocks that limit your success. That is what prayer is for. Well, I do want to say this, this is a very, very interesting example that, um, and, and, you know, we've learned of course, through this program that, uh, 
from creator that reincarnation is real. That's really not news to anybody probably listening to this for the most part. What is news, though, for, I think for a lot of people is the idea that we leave our karma kind of uh, on hold while we go return to the light. And then when we return back, we pick up where we left off. You know, that's prop that that insight is not necessarily uh, held by everybody who believes in reincarnation. So that's a very, very important message. Indeed, it is. And this this is a story that is iconic for many people because it is so uh, dramatic and improbable. But that is the circumstances. And and it's interesting and probably was orchestrated to be that way. So it could make a big impact on things. And in fact, this is a major motion picture. I have seen it uh, a couple of times. I saw it in the theaters. I read the book about it. I'm sorry I don't have the name of it in front of me. I, I'm neglectful. I, I should have looked that up. But if you Google the, the girl who fell inside a tree, <laughs> you will find it, uh, I'm sure. <laughs> and, I didn't uh, know that, actually. It, it, it's an amazing account of what this little girl went through. She went up to the light. She talked to Jesus. She got healed and came back with a uh, plan to heal her body. And so th- this this is something that creator is telling us we can all do we don't have to fall inside a tree right. and have a near-death experience but we can partner with the divine and deal with our problems effectively yes. that's a powerful idea absolutely but you got to make it happen well that that's probably the cool quick a distinction on this story you look at a story like this she was born she had all these ailments and then she fell into the tree survived that and then was healed so people would look at that and go well she, I'm not sure she made any of this happen, you know, with her conscious mind. And I think that a lot of people are looking for ways to make a miracle happen, that we could be a participant in actually making a miracle happen. She seems to maybe have this happen without her direct involvement consciously, subconsciously, yes, you know, in her soul plan and all that. But as far as direct, no, but we're used, creator saying, this is an example that you can bring about if you do participate consciously. That's the message I get from this. Yeah, and it's and it's good advice because this is what we do all the time as as a healer. Yes, is deal with the consciousness of our client and the consciousness of the Almighty. Absolutely, U.S. Creator recounted from Sat7UK.org. Doctors initially thought 13-year-old Rosalind from Egypt was suffering from food poisoning, but in fact was suffering from acute and permanent kidney failure. Her case worsened and doctors didn't have hope for her survival. But Rosalind said, I had faith in the Lord. He would heal me. A Christian television show received a call from Rosalind's teacher asking them to pray for her. The teacher prayed with them live on the program. Soon afterward, Rosalind received more prayer and things started to change. I went to church on Sunday and the priest prayed for me. Three days later, I went to the toilet normally for the first time in 23 days, Rosalind said. In less than a week, her kidneys were performing normally. Her father said, no matter what disease or illness, God can heal anything. Can Creator tell us if Rosalind's father is correct, that God can truly heal anything? All right. And this is what Creator told us. We can tell you that the father is correct. Creator can heal anything. But the question in respect to individual circumstances is whether or not creator will heal a person. 
There are many complications and many factors and variables involved in the circumstances bringing someone to a point where their life is in danger. It might be the case that it is the person's own doing through karmic missteps, creating an obligation to pay something back, sacrifice something of the self to make a restitution to others who have been wronged or neglected. And that might come about through the law of karma as being challenged by an accidental injury that is life-threatening or a chronic illness that is devastating and life-shortening. This kind of karmic payback happens all the time and is seen by the divine realm as simply the workings of your world and often the simplest and most direct way to balance the books, so to speak, to work off the karmic debt so it is over and done with. Having one's life cut short tragically may be the lesser of evils than living a series of lives that are all lives of suffering and struggle and limitation and lack when the person is truly miserable the whole time, even though they might live to a reasonable age from an actuarial standpoint. To us, that would be a greater tragedy and a greater loss for the individual and their soul journey. Each of those lives of struggle would tend to prolong future misery and keep it coming. The problem heretofore is that far too people, far too few people have ever had an opportunity to learn about how to do effective, deep karmic repair. That is the breakthrough your channel is bringing to the world through the Lightworker Healing Protocol and our teachings about how to empower prayer as well. There are many being healed today through these means who will have a restoration of karmic balance and their future destiny altered for the good of all of time as a result. In this example of this young girl, she had two powerful positive factors in place working on her behalf. First and foremost was her own belief in the power of God to change things for the better. That allowed her to be open and allowing of divine assistance. There were karmic imperatives working to create this calamity with loss of kidney function. As we've said before, most physical illness is karmic and comes about because of prior traumatic events, largely from other lifetimes. And this leaves a person in the dark about truly what is happening to them and what might be the best way to solve the problem. Most medical treatments are a kind of band-aid providing symptomatic relief, but not a cure. They can be an effective holding action to allow a much longer life by alleviating the symptoms enough so people can have a family and a career, for example, and not be an invalid, which is a very debilitating circumstance that can well shorten life in and of itself. The second thing the girl had going for her was the belief of her family being devout and wanting God's help. Even others around her, like her teacher, being inspired to spread the word about her suffering and request human assistance in mounting prayers on her behalf was of material benefit in summoning a great enough human intention to override the karmic imperative underway that would normally have done its duty to reinforce the karmic imperatives and rebalance the universe energetically by returning difficulties of the past the girl had experienced back around to her to cancel it in some way, if only through surrendering her life at a young age. Through the power of prayer, 
The need to do this was avoided, and she was restored through healing. So the idea God can heal anything is true, but not a given that it will happen. And this is a frequent observation in the case of many, many people who pray fervently for something that fails to happen and their suffering continues or their passing seemingly without a divine assist that is noticeable. So the takeaway message from this example is the importance of one's belief in requesting divine assistance. Without that, a weak request with a shaky belief in the divine or in oneself might not be powerful enough to enable a partnership with the divine and save the day. Your belief is a necessary requirement for divine intervention. And again, we suggest you not wait until a crisis looms, but set about daily prayer work to build a foundation that will help you save yourself or loved ones someday, because you will be standing strong and have the wherewithal to make a strong request for divine assistance. I think a really important point is being made here, and that is to start the daily practice for protection and for healing. You know, a lot of people are motivated to solve a personal problem that they have in their life. Myself is asthma, okay? I've had lifelong asthma. It's been a bother. It's been an annoyance. It's been a constant plague. But it hasn't really... hindered me in terms of pursuing my goals, living out my mission life that I believe I have, uh, taking care of my family, meeting my obligations, even having some fun, you know, but it's still there as kind of an annoyance, but it's, it's not interrupting anything. So, but I would like it to be gone and I pray fervently to have it go away. And yet I still have it, but yet because I've said all these prayers of protection, I have other examples of being protected in profound ways. So I know God is looking out for me. I'm just wondering why I still have to continue suffering with this annoyance and for how long I have to continue suffering for. But never focus on something like that and say there's no God or God doesn't care about me because you really need to be open-minded enough to see other avenues where miracles can come into your life. And that's very important. Yes, indeed. And this was part of the story, that it was clear that the girl herself said, I had faith in the Lord, he would heal me. And look at her family, her father, saying God can heal anything. This is belief, strong belief. And it was lucky for her that she was surrounded by people who cared, who were believers. Yes. And this is kind of one of the ironic things about the difficulty to prove any of this that people with such stories tend to be believers. And so it all kind of gets wrapped up as sort of like a religious cult's fairy tale that that they get miracle healing and so on. Well, I'm sorry, but God goes to help the believers because God can't help the non-believers. They're choosing to be separate from the Almighty, and that is allowed. So they're choosing their fate, in, in effect, to not receive divine grace. And a lot of times when a miracle does seem to happen to maybe not a non-believer, but somebody experiencing extreme doubt, you might be able to trace it to somebody who prayed for them. You know? <laughs> so yes, yes, it's, it's this is definitely true. interesting how that works that way. Um, but yes, in this case, she had a severe problem. I mean, we need kidneys, you know. Um, you're you're going to have a life that's going to be very limited and cut short. It's it's more than just an annoyance. You know, it's it's a dramatic uh, inhibition. So in this case, it was healed, but 
I think I think the message again that I mentioned earlier was it's important to, you know, not focus on just one thing as proof positive God exists or doesn't exist in your life. You know, you have to look at the whole spectrum of everything that's happening. And when you pray, pray without expectation of a time frame. Just know that someday the healing will take place, even if it's in a future lifetime. Well, and I know from talking to Creator about this that the average person has already had their life saved. Yeah. You know, at least once. At least once. Getting to where they are and not know it. They, well, they, one thing they I, were due to have a fatal car crash or some other fall from, uh, you know, a stairway or something. And it was prevented because well, the of one their ongoing I, standing. Indeed. Well, the one thing I can't prevent is the ending of this segment. We'll be right back with more Get Wisdom right after this. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Scientist and inventor Carl Mollison has discovered how a tiny percentage of people throughout history have made direct contact with God. At Get Wisdom, we have a searchable database of the Creator's wisdom and guidance from asking hundreds of probing questions. Get a free download from the Creator, answering the biggest questions people have wondered about. Who are we? Where do we come from? Why are we here? And where are we going? Get a free download explaining how to make prayer work in powerful new ways. We offer divine healing sessions with our comprehensive Lightworker Healing Protocol and train practitioners on how to save and heal humanity. We pierce the veil in channeled interviews with famous departed people now in the light to probe the greatest mysteries. Our weekly webinars feature the Creator's wisdom about solving the burning issues challenging us personally and globally. And we welcome viewer questions. There is no death. There are no secrets. Get enlightened. Visit GetWisdom.com. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You're listening to Get Wisdom with Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. They are here to answer your questions and comments about the program. Send us an email to contact at getwisdom.com. That's contact at getwisdom.com. Now, back to this week's program. Welcome back to Cyber Second. This week's Get Wisdom. We're looking at creators' revelations on more backstories of miraculous healings because one set is not one show on that is just not enough, Carl. <laughs> well, there's a lot of variations on the theme and a lot of different ways a profound divine intervention can come about. Varying reasons, varying setups to make it possible and bring it about so that we can learn from it. Yeah, there's a lot of good stuff that's that's coming out from this. U.S. creator recounted from ScienceDirect.com. In 1959, an 18-year-old woman was blinded by juvenile macular degeneration over a three-month period and was, out vis- was without vision for more than 12 years. In 1972, both she and her husband performed an impassioned prayer asking for her vision to be restored that night. Her husband prayed out loud, Oh, God! You can restore her eyesight tonight, Lord. I know you can do it, and I pray you will do it tonight. At the close of the prayer, his wife opened her eyes and saw her husband kneeling in front of her, which was her first clear visual perception in 13 years. She has had 20-20 vision ever since. 
A study concluded, while a placebo effect cannot be ruled out, it is not clear how the visual acuity could be improved via placebo. Can creator comment? All right, this is creator's words. This is an interesting illustration of the phenomena of illness and the dynamics of the interaction between the human plane of existence and the divine realm. This was not the first time this young woman and her husband had prayed for her healing. There had been much prayer all during this long interval of time when she was sightless to help restore things and save her remaining life from the misery and in many ways helplessness of the sightless experience. The fact there is a strong conviction about the importance of that moment when they prayed in unison and fervently with a kind of inner awareness something momentous would happen was not a coincidence but the experiencing of an inner guidance where they were touched within by the divine to make the request with the suggestion that if they did so, a miracle could happen. Being believers, this was enough encouragement for them to readily embrace the idea of it and put it into action. What was taking place was that at that moment, she and her husband as well being a party to the karmic consequence of her affliction, had reached a point of thoroughly learning the karmic lessons it brought and having an effect, contributed much of their karmic energies in reaction to the dilemma in ways that would benefit themselves as well as others and the universe as a whole. Rather than surrendering to bitterness, heartache, and resentment from living with this loss of function, they found ways to tap into love within and give that to the world. And they did this again and again through acts of loving kindness. So the explanation for the timing here, that the situation was turned around and resolved completely and quickly following an act of prayer, was preceded by a long duration of karmic suffering and ongoing challenge to well-being that caused the both of them to grit their teeth and find resources within themselves to not only cope, but to do rather well and, and not giving up, but being a force for good to the extent they were able. Given the demands represented by this relationship and the extra time and attention and energy needed to see to her welfare in particular, so her needs would be met along the way, they were creating much good karma to offset the bad underway in the form of her medical malady. And so what happened was that magical moment, seemingly, when the debts and obligations were canceled and overridden by the love contributions, and in this case, the love of the husband for the young woman, who some would abandon because of acquiring such a profound limitation, that love was a major source of energy to allow the healing restoration on her behalf of her eyesight. Here again is a teaching about the importance of loving one another in spite of their flaws, their weaknesses, and perhaps encroaching on your time and energy in the form of an obligation and a burden that falls to you. Such things are truly an opportunity. They are a test. They are a measure of your divinity and how you respond, whether you are willing to give of yourself and cheerfully to rise to the occasion, 
and perhaps give more than you get because the other party needs so much. If you meet that test, the good karma, you are contributing and investing through your energy and that other person you are helping will indeed return to you one day amplified greatly. This is an important teaching and lesson for all. And this is the way in which you are creating your future as you go. Everything you do in life is creating a future that parallels quite closely the nature of the vibration you are experiencing and projecting into the world around you. If it is one of selfishness, withdrawal, and suffering, you are denying your own soul the room to breathe and expansion and growth will be impossible. And you may be arranging a succession of lost years through this impoverishment of opportunities. If, on the other hand, you rise to the occasion and do your utmost to surmount your handicap and can still maintain a sensitivity to others and to care about them and even contribute something from yourself in the way of loving kindness and even material assistance, if that is what is most needed in the moment, those charitable acts will change your future destiny. You may not get an immediate payback, but the world is not set up that way for cause and effect to be temporally related to make the connection obvious. In some ways, this is unfortunate because people rarely see the connection between the past and that future that comes into being and see how that was in effect prearranged and inevitable through one's own energy being launched day to day through their lifetime. So the lesson here is that Love can heal and indeed is the means of healing always, whether through creator or through loved ones showering their love on you. You know, profounding the thought that occurs to me reading this here is that creator was quick to point out that they didn't just pray that one day where it seemed like they prayed fervently enough and all of a sudden everything was healed. They've been praying all along you know, for 13 years. And that's really the the tough nut about miracles is that we don't know when they're going to happen. We don't really know if, I mean, our life might end before we get the healing we want, in which case we have to wait for the next round to come, come around. But that's really the important thing to understand is that when you pray, when you live a good quality life where your focus is outward and not inward, it's kind of like filling a swimming pool with a bucket, one bucket at a time. And if we could have the vision to see how much progress is being made, we would probably cheerfully fill that pool because we would know that when the pool was full, the miracle would happen and we'd be healed. And we'd, it'd be a lot easier to wait for that to happen. But it's interesting this woman is blind because that really means that we have to fill that pool without knowing when we're going to have enough water in there to get the miracle. But we, but you have, this is where the faith comes in. You have to keep filling that pool with daily prayer, daily acts of kindness, because if you just stick to it, the miracle will come. I believe that. Well, and the idea of having love as the fuel that you live on and live through is one of the most important insights of creator's wisdom that we can embrace and adopt and use ourselves. So this, this example is a perfect illustration. This woman who was loving 
She encouraged the love of her husband, who loved her dearly, stood yes. by her through all those years, taking care of her. She's basically a kind of invalid, having to kind of learn how to cope as a blind person and so on. And think of all the caregivers out there who are nurturing someone in spite of the fact they're maybe checked out. Maybe they're in a vegetative state. Maybe they're struggling with dementia and don't even recognize you as a loved one at, at, at some point. And yet you're there feeding them, maybe cleaning their waste from their body because they're incontinent and on and on. So yeah. that love has a payback eventually. It really, I, really does. I think an important recognition here is that you really can't, you have to not be bitter, right? It, it's a bitter pill to deal with suffering. But at the same time, you, you kind of get got to get over that bitterness because miracles don't happen to bitter people. <laughs> I don't know if you've noticed that, Carl. <laughs> no, I have noticed it. And uh, this this is the problem with feeling sorry for oneself and resenting your plight, it won't help you. It will no. put you in a cage of your own making. It will certainly do that. U.S. Creator, as recounted on DocumentedHealings.com, a woman was hit by a drunk driver in 1987 and became paralyzed from the waist down. She remained paralyzed and wheelchair-bound for the next 23 years. She then attended a church with a reputation for healing, and during the service, both she and the pastor prayed fervently along with the congregation for her healing. Within a couple of minutes, he was able to stand up and has been free from paralysis ever since. Is this a true story? Because many skeptics assert that these so-called healings are fake. What is the backstory to this healing? Right, and Creator tells us. His story is accurate and true in all particulars, as are most such accounts. It is the high level of skepticism and doubt among the general population that gives rise to the naysayers having a platform at all. It is often just sour grapes from people who are disappointed in their lives and resent others seeming to have some mysterious advantage unavailable to them. And they delight in taking away the joy of someone else's miracle and trying to poke holes in the story. This was an example of having quite a long time needed for divine intervention sufficient to turn the corner and overcome the symptoms created by this person's misfortune. The reason for the accident in the first place was karmic. So the law of karma was seeking a way to give her the lesson of having a physical restriction as a consequence of her errors as a karmic repayment for something she had done to others in another lifetime. That is why she suffered for 23 years with no relief. It was because the law of karma demanded this circumstance be experienced. And the divine was reassured by the higher self of the appropriateness of this life lesson. So only towards the end of that span of time was enough healing possible to begin turning things around. And after those many years of failure at achieving any healing progress, she was impulsed to attend this church and surrender to their ministrations. They were impulsed in turn to have her come forward and to do healing prayers on her behalf. And this completed the cycle of restitution for the karmic missteps and having someone from the human side request a finalization of things to restore her ability to walk. 
and that was granted, and she was made whole. So all had a hand in this, but it was the woman's own being, especially the higher self, governing the timing here in obtaining divine assistance. Well, this does show the resourcefulness of the divine, you know, that even if we are learning the lesson, we're living the life the best we can. This poor woman was paralyzed for 23 years. That's a long time, Carl. And, uh, but the divine knows that we can kind of get stuck in a mental pattern where, you know, we have our own doubts and have it difficult to believe that a miracle can happen to us. But I think the lesson here is not so much having an expectation for a miracle as much as it's what was mentioned earlier, not being bitter, you know, and be learning patience and learning <clears throat> to pursue a divine lifestyle in spite of your handicap, you know. And when you learn those lessons and you get the wisdom that goes along with it, at some point when the when the divine deems the lesson is learned, it will help take you over that last hurdle. Yes, and this is a characteristic of divine healing. I think we'll hear a little bit more about that as we go along. But in working with people many, many times, one sees slow progress and seemingly nothing, maybe for a long span. It depends. Some things resolve quickly. Others can take the balance of your lifetime, and you may die still having those symptoms. But what I'm told is, many times, that healing that was done behind the scenes, even though it didn't clean up the last of the symptoms, might forestall a future life in having an impact from this karma, that it was healed enough that it's not going to be an issue going forward. That is a signal achievement and a helpful one. Indeed. And this is where you try to bring in all the lessons of looking at life from a divine perspective and understanding that, you know, we've lived before, we'll live again. And so, you know, some people might think it's a cop-out to think, oh, you know, you're doing all this prayer work so that you're healed in a future life. That's not a cop-out. That's the way it works, <laughs> you know? Um, I care about my future lives at this point, you know, and, and doing prayer work now to, you know, set a table that's going to be much better for me in the future. That's a worthwhile pursuit. I don't know about you, Carl. Well, I, I see this in the real world. When I look at people in their karma, I've had clients who had a husband die young and that happened in previous lifetimes married to the same person. Yeah. They reincarnated again and again to solve this dilemma of having that karmic backlog overhanging and short-circuiting things. And then they had to have the tragedy to go through in, in cleaning up and, and keeping going. It was a karmic lesson for the both of them and just as much for the surviving spouse as yes. the person who died. Absolutely. And for the surviving spouse, again, probably what's the lesson here? Don't be bitter. You know, bitterness will just continue that that circle going on and on and on. Yeah, so it's, it's, you, it's a test. Yes, in, in many ways, it is, and it's hard not to be. Hey, we've also come to bitterness. I can tell you, and it's an ongoing battle. But it's a battle that a lot of people don't fight, and it's one they should fight. It's one that everybody should take up and really work on because that is a divine path. Be sure to check us out, getwisdom.com. You can check out healing services because you don't have to do it on your own. You can get help for that. Check out the healing tab on getwisdom.com where you can uh, hire a practitioner, do a lightworker healing protocol session for you, and bring in the healing that you really want. So be sure to check that out, getwisdom.com. We'll be right back.
But more Get Wisdom right after this. Voice America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. Scientist and inventor Carl Mollison has discovered how a tiny percentage of people throughout history have made direct contact with God. At Get Wisdom, we have a searchable database of the Creator's wisdom and guidance from asking hundreds of probing questions. Get a free download from the Creator, answering the biggest questions people have wondered about. Who are we? Where do we come from? Why are we here? And where are we going? Get a free download explaining how to make prayer work in powerful new ways. We offer divine healing sessions with our comprehensive Lightworker Healing Protocol and train practitioners on how to save and heal humanity. We pierce the veil in channeled interviews with famous departed people now in the light to probe the greatest mysteries. Our weekly webinars feature the Creator's wisdom about solving the burning issues challenging us personally and globally. And we welcome viewer questions. There is no death. There are no secrets. Get enlightened. Visit GetWisdom.com. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. You're listening to Get Wisdom with Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. They are here to answer your questions and comments about the program. Send us an email to contact at getwisdom.com. That's contact at getwisdom.com. Now, back to this week's program. Welcome back to the segment of Get Wisdom. We are once again looking at more backstories of miraculous healings because who doesn't want the backstory, Carl? Well, they're quite interesting as we're learning and hearing uh, in this in this program. There's much more to understand and appreciate than is a than is visible on the surface. And even when people see with their own eyes a miracle, they're not going to know fully all the reasons why and the interplay of forces at work, perhaps yes. from many different individuals coming together to bring it about. Yeah, it can be a complex event, for sure, with a lot of inputs. We're learning that as we go through this. U.S. creator recounted from coffeehousetheology.com. In 2002, a woman, Jerry, with lupus, was miraculously healed. She and her husband treated it for years and prayed for years, but it wouldn't budge. That sounds, sounds common, doesn't it, Carl? A typical story here. Then one morning at her Bible study, another woman suddenly stood up and said, God just told me to pray for you, to be healed right now. So they did, and Jerry felt a warm sensation flushing through her abdomen, and the lupus was healed. Can Creator share why Jerry and her husband's prayers were seemingly unanswered for years, and was it truly God that spoke to the woman who was told to pray? What is the full backstory? All right, and this is what I channeled from Creator. Here is another example of what we were discussing about what is taking place during the passage of time when someone is suffering from a karmic malady in the form of physical medical illness because of the deeper underpinnings and doing their utmost to do everything recommended by the healthcare establishment and also availing themselves of their birthright to reach out to the Almighty and request healing. Yet seemingly for that extended period, after years and years of suffering and seemingly unanswered prayers, 
it was a third party who seemed to come to the rescue spontaneously in that Bible group when someone who was only an acquaintance had an inner awareness that prayers for this person were needed right then and was moved to announce it to the group. And it was following that group prayer when she felt within a confirmation that something unusual was happening and indeed this was followed with a complete healing and restoration from her chronic malady. So what was taking place during that interval of suffering was that healing was actually in progress but unappreciated. Divine healing can be maddeningly slow in achieving the desired outcome. This is for many reasons. Chiefly among them is the fact that it takes a lot to undermine a divine human being. So if they develop a chronic malady, one that might even be fatal, there is most likely a huge karmic burden and perhaps from many lifetimes of difficulty when much trauma has been experienced and not healed. That is more the rule than the exception given that people had never been taught much about true healing and how to go about it. This we hope to change through your channel and his teaching of healing to others of the insights we have shared with him in how the divine realm heals through the Lightworker Healing Protocol. So it wasn't the case nothing was happening until that one precious moment when another person was touched by the divine to speak for her and launch yet another prayer request, this time by a group of individuals and not just the woman and her husband. What was taking place was a divine instrumentation of a sign from heaven that the time had arrived when healing can happen for her. And this was arranged to be a public event with witnesses specifically so that it could become a teachable moment to others. And lo and behold, that is what we are doing here with her recounting of this wonderful experience by yours truly speaking through your channel, having learned about this because the story spread. That is why we went to the extra trouble of inspiring that woman in the Bible study group to have a knowing she needed to do something for this sufferer right then and there, and was impulsed with the idea to suggest the whole group say a prayer on her behalf and the rest is history. We did that for two reasons. The first being enough healing had been accomplished over that span of time she suffered to finalize the healing and allow a resolution of the symptoms to fade. And the opportunity of being present in that Bible study group was there to create a kind of public event that was witnessed and then talked about by the participants as living witnesses to a miracle of divine healing, and that made it somewhat special. Many people have a spontaneous remission of even deadly illness at times, and their stories are heartfelt and compelling, and will have an impact on the telling for others who need to be inspired about the possibility of surrounding such a formidable obstacle. But often this is done without any detail other than recounting the medical steps taken that are often credited unduly for bringing about the healing when it was in actuality divine intervention. And sometimes in spite of the medical treatment that otherwise might have even been fatal through the harsh side effects. 
We do not wish to take away anything from the medical approach and healthcare system that is many, many highly dedicated professionals, some of whom are also believers in the divine and will even pray for patients under their care. We are simply saying that we are more powerful than medicine and to leave us out of the picture is a disservice to yourself and loved ones who might care about you or the person in need of a divine intervention. The fact it is not a given and automatic does not mean it is not worth making the attempt. Again, the lesson is, the more you prepare yourself to be a divine agent, spokesperson, and emissary of the light, the more likely you will be successful in helping yourself and others when that might be the only thing that could help It might well be your prayer that helps someone turn the corner, as happened with this Bible study group and the loving inspiration that finalized the healing for this woman. You know, with these creators' words at the very end here, I do see that this was an event that touched many, many people, not just the woman who's being healed. Imagine the um, burst of confidence that the woman who called out the need to pray for this woman, um, you know, to see a healing actually take place in response to her inner awareness that something needs to happen, her faith had to expand probably exponentially as a result of that. So there's a lot of agendas that the divine is pursuing in these events. And there's many participants and many beneficiaries. Well, this shows your medal, doesn't it? (laughs) What is your belief quotient? to have the guts to stand up in a, in a group like that and make that pronouncement. But see, remember, this is the hand of the divine at work, and yes. it can inspire people to do acts of greatness beyond their normal reach. They have to be willing, and they have yes. to be in alignment with a divine mission. But this is who was called and who was chosen to participate in such an event. And th- this is a beautiful, beautiful thing. Indeed. And, we, and, you know, we, we, we need to aspire for these things if we want to bring them into our life. You know, they, they don't just happen. There's usually a backstory. That's what we're learning here, Carl. You ask, Creator, in all the discussion about miracle healings, the fact remains that the only thing better than a miracle healing is not needing one in the first place. <laughs> Can Creator comment on the timeless truism that an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure and how empowered prayer and the light worker healing protocol can manifest the best miracle of all, which is the prevention of tragedy necessitating a healing miracle. All right, Creator says, this question shows great wisdom. We can tell you it is much, much easier for the divine realm to prevent a misfortune, an accident, a chronic illness, or an early and unexpected passing than it is to undo these tragedies once they're fully underway and being experienced by a person with full conscious awareness and being witnessed by perhaps many others, all of which creates impediments to changing things. Humans are in charge of their lives. When not only a sufferer but their entire family believe in their medical diagnosis and a likely poor prospect of recovery, it is going against the wishes of many human beings then to intervene and change the outcome to the opposite of expectations. It is incumbent on humans to have the knowledge and preparation so they can be an effective advocate for themselves or others, as the case might be, in doing an outreach to the divine for assistance. 
The sad reality is that humans have not been taught how to pray most effectively. That is why we have assisted with your channel to impart new teachings about prayer empowerment so that all can benefit from the insight and wisdom of your channel in wanting to find ways to apply leverage to strengthen the intention behind a prayer through judicious wording and clever strategies to allow the most effective and efficient reworking of energy by the divine realm based on metaphysical principles. Anyone can pray and anyone can learn how to do it better. So that is the first recommendation. The most powerful and elegant way to reach out to us would be through using the Lightworker Healing Protocol because it provides a comprehensive list of high-level informed prayer requests that address specifically all possible forms of negativity intruding on a person and their energies regardless of its origin and purpose. So that protocol is a comprehensive healing tool that is applicable to any circumstance and will do much more than prayer alone. It will accomplish healing heretofore impossible for many individuals and circumstances. We recommend that both be used on a regular basis. You can obtain the help of human healers to apply the protocol on your behalf. Using the protocol and augmenting with daily prayer will start a program of ongoing healing that will continue to benefit the recipients lifelong and even follow them into their transition to ensure its success for them to return to the light when they pass eventually and will resume when they reincarnate in the future to keep the healing going. Well, that's, you know, we mentioned earlier that, um, the karma is waiting there to be picked up when we return. But the, here's creator telling us that the healing is also there to be picked up when we return, Carl. That's pretty profound. Yes, and, and I, I left off a segment that was channeled here just for the reason of time. But creator explains that the human conception and deployment of this protocol and the empowered prayers are necessary because there has to be something coming from the human side to allow the divine to step in. And we've been hearing about that all along here. It's human caring, human compassion, human love that gives the fuel for divine healing. Even though it, it seems like a miraculous emergence of tremendous forces and so on, really it's a partnership always. And that's the key. Arrange a partnership and you'll do so much better in your life. Yes. You know, we do know that occasionally something like a miracle can happen to save somebody who actually isn't a believer because they have a life plan and that sometimes there is angelic or divine intervention to just to keep it going. Because if it got cut short, there would be future opportunities for learning that would be missed. But that pretty much only explains like a last minute save of a traffic accident or something, you know, it doesn't really, you're not going to see that kind of miracle happening in terms of a long chronic you know, problem there, you really do need somebody asking for help there. You know, somebody has to jump in and say, Hey, say a prayer for them. They pray for themselves. They need something from the human side to make that happen. Well, this is our charter. This is our reason for living and what we can do to make our life count. That is how we'll be evaluated or assessed and, and, and really kind of judge ourselves. God does not judge us. But we judge ourselves, and we, we're the probably the harshest critic. 
you know, how did I do? Oops, I I screwed up a lot. And but we do laugh about it in the light because we are human and we know it, and all is forgiven. But we know and learn from all that happens how to do it better. Then, and that is what matters. Keep fighting the good fight. We're out of time. Thanks everybody for joining us this week. Be well. Thank you for listening today. Please tune in next Friday for another edition of Get Wisdom with Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. They'll be here at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We wish you a beautiful week. 